Hi friends and welcome to Slow the Heck Down, the podcast, where two friends in two different countries on two different continents get together for a chat. Come with us as we navigate it all, from embracing a slower way of life, simplifying our homes, and diving into the nitty-gritty topics of everyday life. So sit back and relax, grab a tea if you're like Talia, or a coffee if you're more like Amy, and come along for the journey. Welcome to Slow the Heck Down. Welcome back, everybody. I sound miserable. Amy's kids have some kind of something. I am 3,000 and some miles away, and I have something. So bear with us while we jump into a topic that the two of us are very passionate about today. Drum roll. We are talking about thrifting. So Amy and I would consider ourselves self-proclaimed. Is that the word I want? DIY goddesses okay we love taking an old object or something that we've had for a long time and you know throw a cover on it or add something a little bit spicy and new to make it better Amy's just done that with her couch which I'm sure we'll get into um I've just done my whole living room over with like new pillow covers and like a couple extra blankets and like thrifting some decor and accessories so today we're talking about thrifting we don't have any notes because we feel like crap. So <laughs> we're doing our best. Um, we have categories that we're going to jump into. One that's near and dear to the both of us for sure is kids and pets. So we want to talk about toys and their clothes and their accessories. So Amy, take us away while I drink this tea. Okay. So I'm going to start by just going through like the kids' clothes so kids wear a lot of stuff and you know it gets messy it gets torn apart it gets paint on it you name it it gets stuff all over it especially food and so one of the things we were really passionate about from when we had our first child was using secondhand clothes now when, when I first found out I was pregnant I did the the usual thing and just like bought loads of stuff but as as I got sort of further along I decided you know I was going to get some more things secondhand at first I would you know have a look on things like eBay and see if I could find the things that I wanted secondhand and I'm also in a, in my my school friendship group I'm still friends with some people from school and we have a lot of children um, in various ages various genders ranging like ranging from uh, 11 all the way down to my son who is nearly 18 months so we have a lot of different ages and yeah the pretty much the things just get passed down and uh, that really works for us so as soon as one of my friends sons has finished with the items she bags up everything that's still in like a good working order and then just passes it on to us and that's been the way for a while so we're really lucky in that we have sort of like this sort of production line, I guess, when it comes to the kids' clothes, because that it's, I barely have to buy anything. I still sometimes buy them little bits and bobs that they need. So for example, you know, we spend a lot of time outside and I had to buy them some like base layers for their clothes, you know, just to keep them extra warm, things like that. Generally, 
everything that they're wearing is secondhand unless it's been sort of a gift from you know family and friends and a lot of these clothes that come down as well they are in great condition a lot of them are going through their third fourth sometimes even fifth go with uh you know the children so uh i have a garage that is full of plastic boxes I tend to spend a little time every couple of months just sorting the, the secondhand clothes out and putting them in their age order so I can just pull on it uh, when the time comes and then after we've used it because I don't have anybody that I know locally that's got a child um you know younger than mine at the moment we just donate it on um sometimes I you know, put like a bag on Facebook marketplace and people come and pick it up and, you know, just for free. But to me, the kids' clothes are so expensive. It just doesn't make sense to be buying new in most cases, especially when my daughter, she's at nursery now and it's just like, you know, she's getting messy. She's in the sandpit. She's in the mud. She's painting. Like, it doesn't make sense to, you know, be sending her in nice clothes. So, and also, I, you know, the other day I was getting her ready to go and I was thinking, I was dressing her and I was like, oh, I shouldn't put, I shouldn't put her in this because it's, you know, quite a nice outfit. And I'm like, so what, am, but what am I waiting for? What am I waiting for yeah. with the outfit? Right. So I say, oh, that's quite a nice outfit, but you know, she's only going to fit in this age clothes for a short amount of time. It's, you know, life is happening right now. So if you get the paint on it, it gets paint on it. But yeah, so using secondhand clothes for the kids is a, has been a game changer and it means that I have, you know, a lot of stuff. All righty. I love that. I feel like when I was a kid, my brother always got so many cool secondhand things because all my friends, my mom's friends, pardon me, all had boys. So like my brother would get like brand name cool clothes which means that I got to go shopping which to me I didn't really understand until now was like my mom bought me like back to school stuff my grandparents would buy us a new outfit for our birthday every year my brother and I our birthdays are only a day apart in August so I mean it was kind of like a celebration thing like you get a new outfit for your birthday to go out for dinner or whatever right or to wear to school because it's quite close to back to school time and we we loved it like as kids I didn't see any different to it my mom would wash it and put it in the closet and it was new to us so it was just as exciting and I'm still like that like I have a couple staples in life like the roots track pants I'm wearing right now they're a very expensive pair of tracksuit but I can't live without them and this pair of tracksuits is like five years in the making and I'm probably going to wear them till there's like holes in the legs like there are certain items that I will buy brand new and it's usually a higher quality item because if you buy the higher quality item when it's, you know, used, it's a little bit worse. But we did the same thing with Higgins. We were like, oh my God, we're getting a puppy. We got all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, too many things. And then three weeks later, his harness didn't fit. His collar didn't fit. His sweater didn't fit. His socks didn't fit. Literally nothing fit. Amy, what are you doing? <laughs> there was a bug crawling across my desk. Okay, anyways, we've got bugs. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's funny because I forget that you guys can only hear us, but Amy and I do these on Zoom because it's our like time during the week that we get to like see each other. 
and I'm like talking and looking off into the distance and I look down at my computer screen and Amy looks like she's either going to vomit or run. I can't tell what's about to happen. And I'm like, okay, this is real life. Everybody's sick. What's happening? And it's just a bug. <laughs> I was trying to rescue him. So I caught him on a piece of paper and shuffled him with another bit of paper to get him out the window. And I muted myself, but I thought she's going to notice what I'm doing. That I'm doing something weird. <laughs> Oh man, this is real life and I love it. I love the quirks. I think that's one of the best parts. But I was saying that when we got Higgins, we we went so above and beyond. Like we only had cats. He was our first dog. We were excited. And every couple of weeks, like the harness wouldn't fit. So we would buy like an adjustable one. And like much like kids, dog stuff and pet stuff isn't cheap. Like his harness that he has right now is 50 some dollars Canadian. Um, So it's not cheap. And if he breaks it or rips it or jumps into something and much like your kids he's running through the bush and running all over the place and rolling in the grass and just these things break so not to mention toys like toys is a whole other category of chaos that we have hundreds of toys like and I mean a lot of the things like we got really lucky when we first got him because my in-laws and my parents all had and my grandparents all had dogs I've always had dogs in my family and they started passing down things like, hey, our dogs don't play with this anymore. Do you want it? And we ended up collecting stuff like that. So for Higgins, if he didn't care, he's like, oh, it's new to me. I mean, he loves leaves and he doesn't understand that it's tree. But like, you know what I mean? It's the idea that something is new to you when it gets passed down to you or that you can, it can be enjoyed further. It can be reused. And I love that idea of thrifting. We always make sure that with Higgins and with ourselves, like some of my favorite items and like, dress shirts for like Alex or literal dresses for me a lot of my clothes are all from like thrift stores or from like thrift stores that do only brand name stuff where like you know I think I've mentioned it on the slow living collective where we would buy things that would be regular like a hundred dollars and you get it for like 30 or 40 bucks and it's awesome because you get to enjoy something that you love and with the quality of the price tag and the brand without those things and I think the best part about all that is I've grown up with this stuff. And again, it's not like we didn't have money. It's just that my mom was like, there's so much out there. Why don't we just use what's out there? And some of my favorite parts of my childhood were going through Value Village. If you're Canadian or American, you'll know what Value Village is. I don't know if you guys have it, but it's just like a whole department store kind of style of everything. It's got like kitchen stuff and like puzzles and blankets and every kind of clothing and shoe and purse and accessory. And I, my favorite part was going through my mom would be like, all right, let's quality control it. You want that blue shirt. So I would go through and we check all the seams to make sure the seams were good. We would check to make sure there are no stains or rips or anything. And then I would get to have my $3 shirt from my allowance. And I would walk around like I bought this shirt with my allowance. <laughs> and it, I didn't understand the difference between that and going to a fancy store. So I love that. And I think it gave me some independence into being able to pick my own stuff and it not be like oh my goodness my daughter just picked out a $40 shirt that she's going to grow out of it was like my daughter just picked out a $3 shirt and she's so proud of it and it's whatever like she's happy and I love that about thrifting was just the freedom and I still do that now I'll pop in there and grab you know like a puzzle or like a puzzle is not something that you can just enjoy once you know how many people could make that puzzle like I just throw some hand sanitizer on before I do it and wash my hands after and I just play right like 
there are so many things that you can take secondhand from a thrift store or like from a family member. One of my friends right now, I said, I got to go buy a winter coat and I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars. She's like, I have a winter coat I never wear. Do you want it? And I was like, absolutely. So I just got myself a good quality winter jacket for free. And I love that because there's no sense in like money is hard enough in the world as is, but also we have enough stuff. Like, have you seen the landfills? Have you seen the world? We have enough stuff. We don't need any more. And as much as I love to get gifted these things or go pick up these things, I also love to donate. Yeah. I love to like, I don't want to say the name of the person, but we'll know it when I talk about it. There's a woman who goes through things in your home and says, does this still bring you joy? And Every couple of months, actually more likely, usually in the spring, Alex and I are like, okay, it's been a long winter. We've collected stuff over Christmas. Like, what are we doing? And we go through and we're like, does this fit still? Does this make me happy? What do we need? And you wouldn't believe the things we drop off at the thrift store. Like we had a a, a grill thing that we use for inside, hashtag apartment living. <laughs> and it just, it was like a George Foreman or something. It's like a little plug-in grill. We hate it. We never use it. We would rather it be like a real barbecue kind of style. So we ended up donating it. And we went back a couple of days later and it was gone when we saw it in the store. So somebody else is loving it. It's totally healthy, totally great. Much like you, we are people who love to shop the online markets too. The like Marketplace and Kijiji. And I don't use eBay or any of those other ones near as much here. But, you know, we have the option to do that. And that's that's great because I, I, there's so much in the world that we don't need to keep adding more stuff. Right. Absolutely. One of the things uh, like pre panini, we used to, (laughs) that's, that's our word. If you're listening to this episode for the first time, that's our word for that, that thing that took place in 2020. (laughs) The panini panini because paninis are delicious, but also sort of weird and, we're just gonna call it that because it puts a happy spin on the fact that that part of life sucked yeah so I used to take my daughter swimming and they used to have to have these swimsuits that kept them warm enough in the water because she was a baby at the time um but they they also have this like integrated swim nappy so basically you put them in a swim nappy and then it has an integrated swim nappy. yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's tight For around Canadian it. and American people diaper <laughs> anyway these these swim things they're they're like 25 pounds um you know so pretty expensive for something that they're going to wear for like once a week for maybe a couple of months before they need to go into the next size and when we first started swimming when she was eight weeks old I bought one brand new and then after that I was like this is ridiculous and so what I would do when she sort of sized up was I would just find somebody selling one eBay was really good for that um and I did that all the way through until the panini stopped us swimming and I would then sell her old one one of my favorite things about taking something secondhand is being able to make it into something else. My friend gave me a whole bunch of fabric and she knows I love to sew. She said, I have this like florally fabric. I don't know what to do with it. I turned it into a whole bunch of scrunchies and gave them to her as part of like her Christmas gift. And she was like, oh yeah, I know this fabric. Like <laughs> taking old stuff and making it into something new, not even just like, oh, this is a shirt that feels new to me, or this is a pair of sneakers that feels new to me. It's taking 
a piece of like curtain fabric, which is what I'm pretty sure it was, and turning it into a scrunchie. It's it's taking that and running with the DIY side of things, which is something the two of us are very passionate about. I love a good DIY moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Me too. I mean, I love anything inside my home. I really do. Just going back to the toys and stuff for a second we are so much of our toys are secondhand I mean we've obviously got toys for them that uh, they've got for gifts like Christmas and birthdays and stuff but my the same friend who passes down like her boys clothes she gives us a lot of old toys and we've got another friend whose children are just a bit older than ours and so we fall sort of like nicely in the you know there's a lot of secondhand stuff about and so, yeah, we just got some new toys. And what we'll do with probably before Christmas time is just go through our toys and see where we're at, what we still need, what we don't still need, and just donate and let them go and have another life somewhere else. Because the other day as well, me and my mum were out with the kids and, you know, I wanted, I thought, well, you know, like Christmas is not close but it's coming I'd like to see what I can get for the kids buying you know like big stuff for the Christmas and and birthdays and stuff and we just we're just not really like that and and while you know the kids don't want for anything uh, you know H told me earlier she was like I'm bored and I'm like there is plenty here to do <laughs> but you know, I was just like looking in some of the secondhand shops um, in our town just to see what sort of things I could find that I thought she might be interested in. And I picked up a few little bits and I'll put them away and, you know, she'll get them from either us or from Father Christmas. And, you know, we do toy rotation anyway, which I know me and you want to talk about in a future episode. Yeah. And so, you know yeah just before Christmas we're going to sort out the toys and see what we can donate um, you know, because I just it we get overloaded so quickly well that's the thing too for Alex and I like we were at Thanksgiving last weekend um when you listen to this it won't be last weekend we were at Thanksgiving October first weekend and my mom and I were talking about Christmas and there's this pressure right now what do you want for Christmas and I'm, I even said to my mom, I don't want gifts. I'm so frustrated because my family does go big. Like that Christmas tree looks small when it's overloaded with gifts. And now like I'm married to Alex and my brother has a partner and like my mom and my dad and my grandparents and like my uncle comes down and like, that's just my mom's side of the family. We've got a pretty decent sized family, but also quite tight knit. And I love the idea of everybody having something to open, but it's getting to the point where like, I have to start budgeting for a holiday at the end of the year, near the middle of the end of like right now to be able to afford to get everybody a gift. And whether this is about affordability or not, I'm not really a gift person. Like my, we want to also do a love language episode. My love language is like quality time. I'm happy to just sit there and have a meal together like that like Thanksgiving is my favorite because there's no gifts there's no chocolates like Easter there's no treats or games or anything it's just family yeah a gift there's nothing to do is, my, is my, my lowest when it comes to love languages like I just 
I, I, I'm always so appreciative, obviously. But. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not that I don't appreciate being given a gift and I don't understand the process of Christmas. I obviously was a child at one point where like, oh my God, we get presents tomorrow. Like that's what it is. But <laughs> my brother made the joke, the two of us, well, we like our birthdays better because it's just about us. <laughs> the Leo coming out. And then my brother goes, it's not just about you. My birthday's the day before you. And I, so it ends up being like just my brother and I in our little holiday rather than a holiday with everybody and that sounds selfish but I just I would rather it be more quality and one-on-one time than this like gift giving experience and honestly I would rather my mom my mom and I are going to do some baking on Thursday and I would rather my mom like give me a card that's really heartfelt or handmade or something and inside it say on this date we're going to go get petties yeah you know like something like that's a gift but still it's a quality time to me I would rather them pay for a grocery service, you know, something to do something for me or whatever. Like um, Alex's parents go out of their way to get him like toilet paper and paper towel and cleaning products and stuff like that, which I think is the coolest thing because it sets you up for the whole first part of the year. Yeah. I love that idea of just activities and time rather than gifts and things, because again, there's just like, I feel like I'm a little bit more minimalist than Amy. Mm -hmm. Like Amy likes things to look cozy and cute and whatever. And I'm very much like one picture on the wall, a piece of furniture, a pillow and a blanket. And I'm satisfied. Like I, a lot of it's ADHD. Like I just can't have a lot of stuff around me. Neither way is right nor wrong. It's just, oh my goodness. I I can't handle. And I get so overwhelmed when we come home from Christmas and we have like laundry baskets of like stuff. But the other side of it is I'm horrible because gift giving does something chemically in my brain that I cannot, like, I feel like Mrs. Claus. I'm like listening to my Christmas music, wrapping my presents, drinking cocoa. Like I am just the, and Alex knows just like, leave my wife alone. This is her thing. Like my mom and I love to give gifts so much. My mom and I will sit and watch everybody else open presents. My mom usually hands out the gifts uh, and so that everybody has something open at a time. And I'm always the one sitting there just watching. Like the joy of it just gets me. It's not yeah. about the stuff or the thrifting or the whatever, as much as I prefer just like a quality time thing. It just does something to me to give something to somebody too. So it's just like, that's my giving love language where my receiving love language is I'd rather just hang out with you, right? <laughs> like, so- you know one of the things some of our family members you know have asked oh you know what do the kids want for Christmas and you know honestly I said like I I think you know things that we can like do with them because yeah that's what I'm saying why is that not becoming more a thing our generation is all about like not houses or big things or fancy cars we want to just go like travel and do things yeah I mean you know like they're never going to really remember, you know, like, oh, I was so glad I got that Barbie when I... I don't even remember what I got for my birthday. And that was like, it's October. Well, when was August? A couple of months ago. I don't even remember. Yeah. But I do remember the cake I had. I do remember the people that I was with. I do remember the things I did, which is why it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting to the point where like, I'm going to go out and buy everybody a gift card. Go do what you want with it. Like, I know that that's like, and people who like to receive things feel that that's super insensitive. 
yeah. which sucks because I don't want them to feel like that on Christmas. But at the same time, like I just want them to go do something for themselves or yeah. go play, like explore. So the next thing we want to talk about is the things that we repurpose around our home. And I know both of us uh, really like doing this, giving things a new lease of life, things that maybe haven't fit in for the longest time. Something that definitely has not fit in around my home for the longest time <laughs> was my husband's table. So my husband... A work table, like a desk table. It was a bedside table. Well, I don't know what it was intended to be, to be honest. But <laughs> he he made it when he was, I think, like a teenager. So he basically, he used to, he used to be a joiner many, many years ago. because What the hell was that? Like a like a wood joiner, like carpentry, I guess. Carpenter is what we yeah, call that. Yeah. I, I guess that he calls he says he was a joiner. Who knows when he? Maybe that's a word here, and I just don't know it because I'm not a carpenter. Who knows? Maybe when he listens to this episode, he can clue us in on. Maybe he should just not <laughs> <laughs> tell us how to run our podcast. <laughs> But he made this table, I think when he was a teenager, but he can correct me on that if he ever listens. And he made it all himself. And it's a nice table. It is really nice. It's made of like a dark wood. I'm sitting with my legs resting against it as we speak. And, but it didn't fit with anything we had because it was made of a dark wood. And I am not massively into like wooden furniture, obviously most of my furniture is made of wood but I like white furniture you don't like the way that the wood looks it's not that you're not against the I know you, what you're trying to say because I know you it's not that you don't like wood it's just like, like you know me like you my bedside table and dressers and everything in my bedroom are all white and it's all wood it's just I like the crisp yes I don't like the look of wood even my parents like their house all the kitchen was like this light baby creamy colored wood and I absolutely could die to leave it behind and if it's gonna be that it needs to be black or white or a color I can't do this like looks like outside inside thing it's not for me the only place I really like it actually is in my kitchen because I have a white kitchen mm -hmm. and I do like uh, the contrast of like the wood work surface but, but not in a bedroom mm, everywhere else I just don't love it so this this table and even the things that we do have that either look like wood or are like a wood effect, I guess, are most because my my wardrobes are like a like a beach kind of wood, like a very light wood, and I do like that in contrast to, to everything else. But I just if if I'm gonna have wood, I need to have all the same wood. It needs to be all the same shade, and this just didn't work. But it was a lovely table <laughs> and I have tried, I've lived in this house for nearly six years. Prior to that, we lived together for a year where we rented and I have had that table in every location humanly possible and it never fits. It never works. The size is funny because it's quite, it's wide. It's just, it's not square. It's basically sort of rectangular, looking at it. But yeah, it's rectangular and it just doesn't fit in a small space. And it's been everywhere. And I, I mentioned to him one day, would you be really sad if I 
painted this table because I want to love it <laughs> and I just I don't. <laughs> yeah I want to love it but it's starting to get on my nerves wait till you hear my story of an item in our house that I really want to love but I'm still fighting and I'm <laughs> I'm losing the battle every time and I I got this table and I was like right me and you are gonna be friends so I was like the only only thing I can do is like paint it a white color because then it will fit in with my furniture but I knew you know like once I do that there's no going back really anyway I painted it in the summer and I as soon as it was painted I was like yes I've been waiting for you and now it's my bedside table I haven't even given it back to him I have it (laughs) I didn't know that part of the story and so it sits under my desk because my desk is a fold-out desk which I do love and um which is where I'm sitting right now so it allows me to have like this small little desk space and still have a bedside table and everything so yeah I didn't even give it back to him it's my bedside table I I hated this piece of furniture and now I love it so much I've adopted it and that's the best part about things like this like that's the best part about DIY and that's the best part about like thrifting or taking something and making it into something else is that you went from hating this item to loving it so much that you refused to give it back to him which to me says a lot about your ability to DIY but also your own personal flavor and taste in your own space when it comes to DIY when it comes to repurposing something like I love a good repurpose for me I'm not quite done the project. My husband's a drummer, okay? Amy has seen this infamous drum table, okay? It's just a, again, I'm not a drummer. It's the drumming thing that sits on the ground part. It's not on the ground. It's not on the ground. It has a stand. It's a part of a drum. It's a big barrel size thing. And Alex and his mom put a mirror on the top of it that just coincidentally was round and fit there and now it's a table it was in the basement when Alex and I lived in the basement at his mom's it's been in every apartment Amy I want to drop it off somewhere (laughs) I want it to fall down and go somewhere but at the same time it's so much like your story a part of Alex it is his drumming it's the one piece of his drums he gets to have in our house so it's like this this color of wood that we hate and then we have we live in an apartment that hasn't been updated since the dawn of the jurassic park (laughs) and it is and the flooring is like parkade flooring so it's like this amber colored parkade floor and then the drum table is like this like light pine wood so it's like a yellow drum table and orange floor and everything else in the room is like neutrals and then when alex and i picked out our desks Alex picked out like a red, brown, wood, auburn colored desk. And I picked out, never guess, white. So the whole living room, sometimes I sit in there and I can't look around too long because it drives me nuts. So I've spent the last like couple of months buying like um, covers and actually we got two secondhand and then the other ones were brand new pillows um, to d- dress the place up. Okay, like make it look like it cohesively works. I put some curtains up there that were secondhand. I tried to make it look nice. Someone take the drum table. (laughs) If someone else does something to it, then I can't be in trouble for it. But it's a big part of Alex. He loves it. I love him dearly. So we made it work. I put this really nice piece of like live wood edging on top of it. And it's really pretty because it kind of like is a darker wood. So then it looks like we intended to have all this wood here. 
I have um, a table that we got passed down from my mom, which is also that weird, dark, reddish brown color. I want to sand it, but every time I have the urge to like sand it and refinish it to like a darker, more neutral colored wood to fit all the gray and yellow and green tones in there, it rains or it's too humid or I do something to it and then bugs sit in the paint or the gloss. And then, so this feels like a, something I have to do in somebody else's garage situation. Um, but I, I just love the idea that, you know, even though there's a parts of the furniture that I don't love, it's something that means so much to Ray, like you said, or it means so much to Alex, like he said, so it stays, but then adapting other things around it to make it look like it works because although they're just things, they become important to us. Like they become a part of us. They become like that drum table is super important to Alex. It's part of, I don't know, some drum kit that he got from a singer that he knows that's in a band that he loves. And it's like, it's really important. So every time we move and we have to lug that stupid thing around, it's just, it just works. We have to make it work. And I love a good sand and refinish. Like our, we got a kitchen table that is kind of like a dark color that got handed down to us and it's pretty beat up too. And I've just been like using little bits of like, you know, those wood markers <laughs> to try and like fill in the spots where like the cats jump off and scratch, but just repurposing the old things, making old things look new again is such an enlightening experience. Yeah, we recently, well, I say recently. So we originally, when we first moved in together, we got uh, a secondhand sofa and the people had, they said they'd barely used it and it looked pretty new. Um, it was just like this Ikea sofa and we've, it's moved around with us before I, th I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous podcast or not I can't remember but before we had the children I said to to Ray oh I really want us to get a new sofa and he was like oh let's just wait you know until after you know we've had a baby and you know because they'll mess it up and he was not wrong so don't tell him that <laughs> we um we still don't have a new sofa but it, what's happened over time is so it was gray and like the cover was gray and it, like where we sit has like faded it's a washable like removable cover and stuff and we've washed it a few times but this the p bit where we sat was definitely fading and I thought well I could get a new Ikea cover because they sell replacement covers but they were like 80 to 100 pounds and the other day we were fitting some blinds and that sort of changed the look of our whole like living room and downstairs downstairs space and I was like Do you know what I'm just gonna buy the new sofa cover that I've been looking at for about two years I'm just gonna buy it and so I uh, went online and found one that was cheaper and um it works fine and it looks really nice so I, I didn't want the gray anymore because most of the gray in the living room we now don't have and we've got more navy in there and I thought oh, I'm just gonna get a navy one and it really looks nice and that you know the structure of the sofa is completely fine and just it was just the cover that was making it look a bit ugh. so replacing the cover is yeah really helped and it looks so much better and so like, I just love, you know, taking these things and repurposing them. I did the same with Ray's desk recently as well, that we had this desk, I'd had it, I 
I bought it new, I think probably about 15 years ago. And it was, I'd used it as a desk um, in our, when I lived at home with my parents, but also when we first moved in together, it had it had been in our spare room as the desk that I used to work at and then when the panini happened and Ray came home and worked full-time he acquired the desk and it just some of the so it's white obviously because all my furniture is white but some of the top of the desk had Not unoriginal of us <laughs> it's like a uh, wood but it's like got that sort of plastic I guess covering on it and um yeah some of that was starting to like lift and chip away and so I just got some of the self-adhesive contact paper and covered it and it looks great I did a dark wood effect which is not like me at all it actually looks really nice though like and that's the type of wood I like when there's that contrast like Alex has a lot of stuff that he got hand down from his grandfather and his grandfather loved woodworking and stuff too he wasn't like a woodworker specifically but like where I'm sitting in my bedroom because we're hiding from the renovations in the hallway so Higgins doesn't bark at you guys there's a little table in the corner it's kind of shaped like a shaped on the top like a three-leaf clover and then there's a smaller three-leaf clover and then these really curvy legs it's beautiful. It's this really dark wood. It's really wobbly. It literally just has my jewelry box, some crystals, and like our little thermometer sitting on it and a wedding sign. But it's absolutely stunning. And it doesn't fit with anything we have. But for some reason, I'm really attached to it. And my husband's like, we could, we could fix it. Like, I'm sure my papa wouldn't, like his papa's not with us anymore. But he's like, I'm sure my papa wouldn't mind and whatever. And I'm like, I love it. Absolutely not. His grandfather also made this really unique shelf that hangs in our living room. Amy's seen a thousand times because I redecorate it every couple of months because I like to put books on it or candles or really just anything. And um, these two pieces I love so much, but his grandfather also gave us this chest that they stained, I want to say black, but it was more like a dark, dark slate color, like a really dark gray, but you could see the like warm colored wood underneath it was quite off-putting actually the way that it looked but for a man making something it was pretty beautiful a couple years after being together Alex and I gave in to actually update that so we tried to sand it we did a half okay job for kids who've never done a DIY project um and I say kids because we've been together a decade so we back then were 100% kids um like 18 and 19 so we're 28 and 29 now and we sanded it all down and we were like this is a huge chest like people pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for wood chests like this is beautiful it's not like a light wood or anything this is not 2022 this was like 20 years ago that this was made so it's quality we sanded it down and at first we painted it gray Because when you're first out on your own and you don't understand style and you grew up in mostly houses that were creamy brown colors, the rebellious children that Alex and I were wanted everything to be like gray. Even now we have like gray bedroom, gray this, gray that, and we're trying to transition to like adding color again. So me on one of my little artsy rampages was like, okay, well right now we use this for just blankets. Like it's just a blanket chest. It's got like old blankets that my great grandmother, um, who I miss dearly, had passed down to me they've got like holes in them these are blankets that like all of us kids 
curled under when we were little like it's got a lot of memories in it from me it's got a lot of memories from Alex the two of us just grabbed a couple beers a couple years ago and just painted this thing this beautiful lilac color now it sits in our second bedroom where all the cat stuff is where my little reading nook is like it's just kind of like this room of mismatched things but the cats have their little food thing on top of it and it's so cute I love it dearly because it does have that effect of like, this is something old that Alex had brought to our relationship that we had done together that now holds things that are ours and mine. And it just, it has such meaning to us for just a wooden chest that nobody else would understand. And now there, as years have gone on, I've used it to do art stuff. I've propped things up on there. So there's like, paint stains and stuff on there like there's it's just it's now lived in and Alex and I actually were talking on the weekend like we need to uh strip that paint off and start over again and (laughs) him and I keep joking that we need to change the hinges because they're getting squeaky and it feels like this piece of furniture is going to be with us forever which means that it feels like my grandmother and his grandfather are just with us in this piece of furniture forever because it's his grandfather's holding all of my grandmother's stuff and you you just can't put a price on that you can't ever I don't care how many times we repurpose it I don't care how many times we have to wear a mask and sand it I don't care how many you know drinks we have to go through to make it what it was before I don't drink now but it's just it has big meaning and like for you and Ray and all your furniture and stuff like that that table desk came with you through all the years that piece of furniture he made like there are pieces of clothing that I buy a year later I'm like absolutely not and I donate but there are also things in my home that have such meaning that people could come visit and be like oh that's just a purple chest with your cat food on it like it means nothing to you and if something happened to that chest Alex and I would lose it because it's just your home is your sanctuary. It should always feel like that. Your home should feel like your safe space with all of your things. Like I saw this thing online the other day that was like, why would I want to go out? I have everything I need and my dog at home. (laughs) All my stuff's there. And I just, I love that. And even though I run a more minimalist life, when I see some of the things that Amy creates with all these leftover things or people that follow our pages and we get to see into their stuff like some of the new followers on our Instagram for the pod are really cool like I saw someone's kitchen redone with the lemon lime background the other day and I thought Amy that's what I'm gonna do with my yellow stains on my wall remember the things I've done I'm like oh my gosh how cool would that be with lemons and limes all over it like that's this constant ever-changing ebb and flow of your home And being able to bring all these thrifty DIY, redo, reusing, like just repurposing experiences makes your home feel like new all the time. Like you and I both know, I love rearranging. Like I have been dying that now that the air conditioning is out of our bedroom, I want to rotate our bed so that I can be underneath the window because I love that. (laughs) Like just the whole experience of being able to play but also redo things like that desk that you redid. You brought me along for the journey before you posted it. And oh my God, it doesn't even look like the same piece of freaking furniture. Neither does that bedside table. Like mm-hmm. that's what I thought you were talking about before was the, uh, the desk, not the bedside table. And it's just, I don't know. We, Alex and I took an old dingy chest and made it a piece of furniture. We can't live without. And you took a, 
a desk that has literally traveled half your life and Ray, the exact, actually more than half of Ray's life and turn it into these things that are going to have more longevity. And I will never shut up about, we have enough stuff. Yes, absolutely. And it's, you know, I just love doing, like you, you were saying, you know, like it makes your, th- these things feel new all the time. And I recently purchased some new, like little handles for my kitchen because I wanted to change up the handles on like the kitchen cupboards. This was like over a year ago when we actually redid our kitchen. But, you know, like a simple change made such a massive difference. And I did recently change some of the handles on my TV stand. So my TV stand is another thing that I just like created out of nothing. So when we first got married, well, when we got married, we got a lot of like um, vouchers and things for our home. And one of the things we got was like some money. Voucher? Gift card? Like a gift card, yeah. We got for Ikea. And we lived in a different place then. And we had this, um, I think it's their big Calax unit, like the one with the boxes in. And it, I think it was, I'm just trying to think. I think it was the 16 box one. So it was like four boxes uh, across by four high. And it was great in our rental place. We just used it for storage because we had a lot more stuff then, you know, like we, I think we probably still have the same amount of stuff, but we had a lot of stuff that we just, you know, was just dragging around with us that we didn't need, which, you know, we've got either got rid of like donated and stuff since but it was a great unit for storage and then when we moved here this this place I love because it's all everything's different sized in here like I've got a good size master bedroom I've got a, like a good size living space my kitchen is not massive the second bedroom is like narrow so it's a little bit awkward I don't really know what I'm ever going to do with that when it comes to the kids but I'm sure I'll think of something fantastic when the time comes oh I have absolutely no doubt <laughs> but this this 16 box thing just didn't work anywhere I can't tell you the amount of times that I have pulled it from room to room dragged it downstairs by yeah, my I've been there for that one and the anxiety that that induced me and that was when Ray used to actually go to work and you would text me in the middle of the afternoon or really early in my morning and be like I'm moving the unit look it's stuck on the stairs and I'm like Amy what are you doing it was funny. I was doing something the other day moving the uh, we've got a unit that opens for shoes and I was moving it and I was carrying it down the stairs and, but I'm not really very well. I was like, I'm not emptying it of the shoes, right? So no, why would you? Of course. <laughs> and I'm just carrying this thing. And I had this, as I was approaching the bottom steps, I had to navigate the ba- getting through the baby gate. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, when you like watch medical dramas, I was like, this is how they start, right? <laughs> we have Amy, to- <laughs> that's <laughs> when you know you're supposed to stop what you're doing. And you know what's funny? Because Alex sent me this thing he saw online the other day on like reddit or something and it was like never marry an independent woman because she'll ask for your help and then 11 seconds later do it on her own and then the video is a woman moving a couch sectional by herself and alex sent to me he's like you crazy bitch and I'm like, <laughs> yeah this is a hundred percent me because 
I, I'm like you too. I don't want to empty it and then redo it because then, you know, I'm going to have to refold things. I'm going to have to redo it because I'm particular about my home. And I'm the exact same way when it comes to like that Ikea thing. We have one of those ones that has the four cubbies in it too. And like, I want to stress, I guess, that it's okay to buy new things. Like this isn't an episode where we're like, we only thrift, we only reduce, reuse, recycle, hardcore. This is like, you're, you're talking about the little knobs. Alex and I changed pillow covers, got new curtains and bought a rug that was on discount because it had a pull in it that we just snipped off. And our whole, you saw our whole living room look completely different. And it was just refreshing the space because it felt good. So with this Ikea thing, that Ikea four thing, we just bought new of those, you know, the little cubbies that they come with it, the vroom, vroom, it like pops in and out. We switched it from, they were black before. Now we're using those black ones as like summer clothes storage in our closet, um, on the top part of our closet. And now we use the blue ones that we bought a light blue to match with the living room and the front entryway. We've got a cubby for all of Higgins stuff. We've got a cubby for all our mitts, hats, scarves, uh, the shoe pusher where it helps you get your foot in your shoe the bottom two cubbies we each have one so one is all my summer shoes and Alex has all his summer shoes because those things those four cubbies that that just took used to be in our bedroom as our shirt drawer clothes drawer whatever because again we like that minimalist thing so I caved and bought us like an actual dresser life-changing and this front entryway used to be like I mean stacks of shoes like a pile of shoes because not like Alex and I have a lot of stuff, but like we have things that you have to have. Like a pair of dress shoes would get lost in the bottom of that pile until the yearly Christmas party at Alex's work. My, I'd be looking for my Birkenstocks in the beginning of summer for who knows how long. So having bought those, like it was like $13 for like the four little cubbies. You saw my, my order from Ikea. I got the dresser, the two uh, side tables for our bedroom. Like it's okay to buy new things, but I'm telling you that if we ever get new dressers or stuff for our bedroom, the dresser that we have in our bedroom will probably end up being for like art supplies or something else. Like it is this constant game of like, how else can I use this item? So for us turning that, it used to be in our bedroom and because it's black and everything in our bedroom is white now, besides that little side table thing, um, I wanted to make sure that we had another purpose for it because it was a big piece of heavy duty Ikea furniture. I didn't want to throw it out. I loved it. I knew that if we just got a couple updated little pieces, we could really make it look nice for our front entryway. And I love that we were able to take something at a very cheap way of making it into something totally different. And then it stores all the dog stuff, stores all our shoes. Repurposing one thing repurposing is one thing pardon me but it is totally a different thing when you can repurpose it to have a totally different use and make it look nice and then go back to well what else can I do with the rest of the stuff so now that I bought those new blue ones to hold all of our supplies at the front door and match the front entryway with all the blue I thought these black ones of course they can be to store our like summer t-shirts like now mine has all my shorts and t-shirts and my you know workout clothes and stuff in it and then you can just pull it down from the top of the closet look at it and put it back I love that and I ultimately with the um 16 box Calex unit I with Ray uh, but I had this idea that we could turn it into a tv stand and so we took out two rows of the boxes so we've got 
um, two rows of boxes on the book, like the cubbies on the bottom. And then we stand our TV in the middle. And we actually had just um, one of the tall four box. So like one on, like on top of the, each other. Yeah. And then we stuck that on top of the TV stands as well, what we turned into the TV stand. So we have like two rows of the boxes at the bottom, then our TV. And then we've got um, four of the little holes on top as well. And we've got like a drawer in there, which we already had in one of our units. And um, we had like an open door, like cupboard, which we already had. And I just recently changed the knobs up on those. And yeah, so it's just you know finding different things we bought um a dresser from i again from ikea when we did the um nursery when we were going to have h and it was a dresser that i'd wanted for ages but we don't have a dresser in our room because we have like you know like a big wardrobe system that we bought and again from ikea and um hi ikea if you're ever looking for sponsors in the future <laughs> take you easily 90 percent of the things in this place that have to do with organization or our bedroom or our living room is ikea anybody who's moving out on their own for the first time welcome to ikea please lose your ikea virginity like yeah. i feel like it's just a staple and every couple of months i place a huge ikea order it's like a thousand bucks and it comes with all kinds of stuff that's just little updates here or little organization here or a dresser there like i love that place oh me too um yeah so we we had this 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 dresser that was you know in the kids bedroom and you know recently I'd been sort of like moving it around and I knew that when we uh, when eventually we do the kids bedroom up and they actually go and sleep in there that there wasn't going to be enough room for it and so I actually moved it down into my kitchen and used we use it as like a separate like workspace area and it works really well because my kitchen is white and this unit is white by some coincidence the handles that I bought for the cupboards and the drawers are exactly the same as the ones on this unit pretty much so it fits really nicely and it's good storage for like some larger stuff that you know we didn't need in the other cupboards we don't love our cupboards being like overfilled with anything so we've got some items that you know are bigger that we don't always need that need a bit of storage like we have a pancake maker which you know might sound like a bit frivolous we got it as a wedding present and I love it because I can make like little tiny pancakes for the kids and myself I need that thing because for some reason, every set of pancakes I make, one of my favorite breakfasts, first set of pancakes, not cooked enough. I get frustrated. I just want to eat them. Next set of pancakes, black. Pancakes after that are literally disintegrating because I've burnt them so hard. And then the ones after that are 100% right back at the beginning. And the cycle repeats. And I love yours because it's just like a little griddle. Yeah. It has a little indents for the pancakes. And it's good. You can make like little mini omelets. And I just, I found it really useful but it is like of a decent size and so you know storing that we used to store it on top of the cupboards and it just looks like a bit unsightly on that bit between like the cupboard and the ceiling so I love now that I've got somewhere where I can put it away and you know like the waffle maker I don't use it all the time but I want to have it nearby and so having those sort of extra big drawers I was able to put some of this stuff away so that's been really helpful so just finding like if furniture stops like working in a particular space there's probably somewhere else it can fit in 
Well, the other thing is I love to cook. So my kitchen is probably the place that I spend the most time in our entire house. That includes sleeping. Like I am <laughs> in there more than I do anything else in this house. And I kid you not that that room has gone from like extremely uncomfortable and where is this where is that arguments to extreme functionality we first moved in the way they had the appliances organized I was really frustrated with so of course one day I decide I'm moving the fridge fridges are not light I'm broken I needed a couple days to recover from this experience anyway (laughs) I moved the fridge from where it was to that far end of the counter so that it's like the open the fridge you close the fridge and the counter's right there on that part of the counter we have our keurig because coffee is something that alex can't live without and i love a good warm drink so that's there and usually our dish rack stays on the counter because it's something that's sort of you wash your dish you know set it there someone else will put it away our sink and then there's like a little empty space on the other side where there's counter space I started to feel that we didn't have enough counter space or storage. So I started using things like the top of the fridge. And now that the fridge wasn't underneath the cupboard, I had all this above the fridge space. So I used that up. We got our protein powders up there. I've got my hydration liquid up there. I've got recipes up there. Oh my gosh, a little bit of everything is up there. Heck, right now we even have a little fly trap for the stupid fruit flies this time of year. But we've also had... um, a TV tray. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's just like a foldable table that you can put in front of the couch that you would use to eat on. Um, and it was kind of just hanging out. And I just kept leaning it up against the wall in our living room and it drove me nuts. You'll never guess what color wood it is, Amy. <laughs> so I put it in the kitchen and I kind of put it between the stove. And now that we didn't have that space where our fridge was, I put a pantry there. Because everything was on the counter or the kitchen table or on top of the fridge and I was losing my mind. And then stuff ended up migrating from the kitchen to the hallway closet by the kitchen because we didn't have room for things like the air fryer or the crock pot or anything. So then we ended up moving all of that stuff into the pantry and then it gave us this weird empty space. So I took some command hooks and put them on the wall and I hung up my apron, my oven mitts and all those things to kind of give it that Amy cozy vibe. <laughs> and then right beside there, I took that stupid fold up TV tray table thing and I put an actual breakfast tray. If anybody knows what, like a bed and breakfast tray, we got that for our wedding. It's dark wood. So it kind of covers up that ugly yellow wood. I put it on top of there. Now it holds all our utensils. It holds our toaster. Sometimes if we're using it, we plug it in. It's starting to repurpose each surface as well as moving the furniture to accommodate the way you live. Because every unit in an apartment is set up the same way. But me and Alex like having the fridge here and the counter right beside it to prep your food. But we also like the garbage to be right beside there so that you can do what you need to do. As much as it is about repurposing and things like that, I believe that it's also a lot about finding the surfaces that work and finding the flow in your house that works. All right, so as we close this up, there's a couple things that Amy and I wanna pinpoint on some of the things that we have experienced and we wanna make sure that if you're new to thrifting or new to the secondhand life or new to a good DIY when it comes to secondhand stuff, some of the things we want to give as takeaways. So for me, I want to talk about some of the items that I personally avoid taking secondhand. Um, I do not like anything secondhand that is undergarment. So for Amy's 
people, I think that's called pants. Uh, <laughs> and Americans, no underwear, no bras, no anything that would be in an intimate area. No, thank you. I also have a really big problem with um, secondhand shoes. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. And here's why. Feet are like a fingerprint and fingerprints are very specific. And I feel like trying to fit your fingerprint into a mold, to me, buying someone else's shoes is like buying someone else's glasses. Like they just, it just doesn't fit you no matter how hard you try. Um, Shoes for me will always be something that are a big investment because my feet are very important and my health is super important to me. Um, I couldn't imagine, like there's been times I've been at the thrift store and I've seen actual orthotics inside shoes that people have just been like, whoop, and donated. And I'm thinking to myself, ew, that's a little bit off for me. I am okay with purchasing a lot of things, but anything intimate is a no, like no lingerie or underwear, a thong, Lord help me. No, I've really, (laughs) don't, don't laugh. I've seen them there, man. You know, they're there. I don't love to buy headwear. I don't love scrunchies or headbands or, you know, wigs or anything like that secondhand. You just never really know. Um, I've seen some pretty scary things out there. I just don't like to check out. Um, Anything that could be like, you know, stained or ingrained with something else. I don't like secondhand Tupperware. Yeah. Containers where like, you know, someone else's lunch could stain it or something. And I don't know if it's just me but it just feels kind of icky. Yeah. No, I would I would say they're the same things as, as me, actually. I'm just very particular about things like that. Another thing that I don't buy secondhand, which is really, I get a lot of shit about, but I'm going for it, books. Okay, yeah. I don't, like, I have this weird, I don't know if it's like a fetish or OCD or something. I don't like someone else touching that before me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like library books. I'll go to the library and read for hours, and then sanitize my hands, go home, and then never talk about it again. Mm. I don't bring that kind of stuff home, especially since the panini. Like, I'm just a little bit more weary of, like, what people touch and what people do. And, like, if that's just what you can imagine they do, imagine worse because I've seen yes. it. Like, I literally watched a guy yesterday walk out of the grocery store and spit, like, 14 times before he got to his car. And then opened the car door and spit again. I was like, ew, dude, please stop. Yeah. And not to mention, like, just grosser things. When it comes to Higgins, I don't buy anything that is like super in his mouth stuff, you know, because we don't know what other dogs have. Yeah. Uh, if it's a stuffed animal and I believe that I can wash it or get it clean, sure. But no, um, I do not buy things like whisks or leftover tools and stuff like that. Most of the things I buy secondhand are furniture t-shirts sweaters pants done like that's just kind of my category of it unless I feel really safe or if it's like a best friend or something then I understand it but I always check the pockets of things to make sure there's nothing gross in there because again you wouldn't imagine some of the things that could be in there I check every seam that a seamstress would sew to make sure that nothing is about to like I always give a good tug to make sure I hold it out in front of me if it's a garment or a piece of clothing and I look for stains all over the front. I touch and I stretch the fabric to make sure it's clean. You don't want to buy like a shirt no matter the cost and come home and it be stained or ripped. Something like what Amy's wearing right now, which is like a knitted cardigan. I would look over each one of those stitches really closely to make sure that nothing is pulling or ripping or falling. Um, I don't buy sunglasses. 
no I wear prescription sunglasses but yeah I would me too but you know what I mean I just don't like anything that's super intimate on a person that's theirs I don't really want it to also be mine um I don't I don't use makeup in any of the like stores or anything so I wouldn't buy makeup brushes or anything like that I have bought used paint brushes as an artist I think that's fine because it just goes in my paint and then in a cleaner yeah um but there are very actually as much as this is a thrifting and reuse reduce recycle episode I'm very particular yeah about what I use because of safety and things like that when it comes to Higgins, again, no, like if I buy a ball or something, it has to be something that I can be cleaned. If I buy a treat or a puzzle toy game or something for him, again, it has to be something that I'm sure that I could get in and get the germs out of or clean. Yeah. When it comes to donating, I don't donate anything that I wouldn't keep. And I know that sounds kind of stupid to say because you're donating it. So obviously you're not going to keep it. But for me, I'm not going to donate something that's like ripped. That's obviously the garbage pile. Like I'm not going to donate um, a sweater of Higgins unless it's like the only reason we're donating it is because he's outgrown it and there is no use for it. But a lot of that stuff I still keep just sentimental. But at the same time, like I just, I, I wouldn't give it to someone else if I wouldn't want it. You know what I mean? Or if I wouldn't still love it for a little bit longer I love the term pre-loved, but I don't want used garbage. I want, you know, and there are enough people that do that. So in terms of like the things that I wouldn't buy, they're pretty much the same as yours. Um, and the same when it comes to donating. Uh, when it comes to like the kids' toys and stuff, it's the same as like you said with Higgins. As long as I can get in and give it a clean um I'm happy with it that's the thing too like some of the puzzles and things that I love for Higgins because I believe that enrichment for his brain is just as important as taking a walk for his body just like you know you or I would love to read a book or engage our mind it's so important to me that Higgins has activity stuff to do too like a lot of people just have dogs just to have dogs but like my cats get games and stuff too so it's really important to us that Higgins get like puzzles but the thing is about puzzles much like for a kid's toy there's so many little pieces that if I can't get a little brush in there to disinfect I don't want to know like why is this being donated is it because your dog doesn't play with it or is it because your dog has diseases and you just got rid of everything like I don't I don't want to play that game balls and like tennis balls are fabric they're hard to like really get all the stuff out of but like silicone toys or silicone balls or things that I know that I can clean and that'll end up being safe because again as much as this is thrifting and reusing I still want us to feel safe and still be okay because if that's the problem then I'll just go buy a new one and throw some vinegar on it with water and be good yeah all right what are we on next um how do we want to be more thinking about like how I can do more when it comes to like using stuff secondhand buying stuff secondhand um I kind of just want to kind of carry on along the same path I guess that I've been on in terms of you know like a lot of my sort of purchasing habits center around the children mainly at the moment um and just carrying on getting their stuff that you know buying their toys secondhand and you know if I need to purchase clothes yeah so sort of going forward I guess you know just be more mindful in in what I'm purchasing and why I'm purchasing it I love that tip because I feel like that's something that I've really been carrying on lately is when Alex and I were looking for a dresser we 100% the immediate response was let's go to Ikea 
And like you've heard the story already, you know I ended up with IKEA furniture, but I went to the ReStore, which is a place where they reuse stuff and they fluff it up and then sell it to you. I couldn't find anything that fit the requirements that would fit in the space. We wanted something slender and tall so that we could still have our fan and our air conditioning unit and the dog cage in here, right? Because that's all important stuff to us. I went to garage sales. Amy knows my grandma and I went garage sailing early in garage sailing. Is that the word? Yeah, I'd say garage sailing early in the summer. And my uncle, my great uncle even had a, um, a dresser and a chest and I almost went home with it too. But when I sent the measurements off to Alex at home, he said, it's just too thick. It's not gonna, like, it's too deep almost that when we would walk by, we would be hitting it at the end of our bed. And like, we have a big king bed like Amy. So we like our space and sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of using the, I want to look to reduce, reuse, recycle before I go to that. Right. And the thing is we really hummed and hawed. We looked at Ikea, we found two or three that we really liked. And then the, the dresser came with the two bedside table sets. Like they had a set that you could make. And we were just so torn because we were like, okay, like that's a couple hundred bucks. Like, you know, I'm willing to spend it if we have to, but we did spend a good month looking around and trying things and going to the restore and checking garage sales and doing what we had to do because I want buying new to be the last option. I want like, this isn't, this is like another conversation maybe we need to have about, you know, the world around us, but I would rather see, is there any other way I can store this piece of chicken before I use a plastic wrap or plastic bag? Like I want to make the conscious effort, nor will I be perfect every time, but I want to make the conscious effort. Like, can I find this in a different way? Can we check Facebook marketplace? Can we do these things before we go to the fast fashion or the places like Ikea where they just have, you know, oodles and oodles of options? I also want to kind of talk about what being thrifty means to us. I think being thrifty is kind of like being savvy. It's like having the ability to really make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Being able to be like, okay, well, this chest is going to turn now into the place that holds this, 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 and this. This this dresser that you know we wanted to get didn't work, so we got this. It's about making savvy choices to try and find the best alternative to new or adding a new like you obviously bought new contact paper to make that look new but like having the options to just try to make something have a second life that's how I want to work on being more thrifty is giving items in my home a second life and you know I'm not going to be the gal who's like duct taping things together here to like oh so we can use it still but still having the understanding that you don't always need something new. I was making some notes and it's like need versus want. Like, obviously we wanted new dresser and bedside tables. Did we need them? Not necessarily, but is it something that we could make happen if we tried? Absolutely. So we did. And I'm quite pleased with my white furniture. I, Amy knows I send her pictures all the time of how pleased I am with my blue and white bedroom, uh, my little sailor room, but mm-hmm just giving everything a second lease on life. I want people to understand that we're human, but I want to also guide people into make the conscious effort to try. Yeah. Make the one month worth of like 
checking things out before the impulse buying. Like, like you said, you could have just impulse bought a new table and called it done. But at the same time, like then that other table would have just ended up in the garbage. There's no, there's no path other than just garbage. And there are so many times where I take a piece of fabric and I turn it into something else. That's an old t-shirt turned into a toy for the dog or something like just constantly trying to use what we have to make something into something else, but also keeping a conscious eye. Like I'm always like, Hey, you know, let's stop in at this thrift store. Hey, look at that. I could probably use that to update this. Or like I bought this little container last week. I want to say container, but I don't know if it's a container, sort of a wire shaped bin. And now it holds all my cloths. It used to just be all smushed in the drawer. And now it's quite cute sitting on the counter in my bathroom, but just having a look around, being particular, being careful about what you bring into your home, because whatever leaves your home is either going to be donated or thrown out. So where are these things going to end up being categorized and trying to use those thrifty tech or like technical ways to just make old things new. With all of that being said, I think that Amy and I are very excited to continue to share all of our thrifty, artsy, crafty little DIY activities in the future. We would love to hear more about what you guys are doing to get crafty and thrifty. You could check us out. We'll put all the information for our social medias down in the show notes. All right, guys, I hope you have a lovely day and go get something DIY. Go get crafting. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We hope that you will take some time today to slow down, find joy, and embrace the little moments. You can find Talia at illustrated underscore by underscore Talia on Instagram. And you can find Amy at lifeonplot44 on Instagram as well. Stay up to date on all things podcast on Instagram at slow the heck down pod. We hope to see you next time when you choose to slow the heck down.